1: Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is
2: Thursday, October 26th, 2023. Season 19, episode number 57. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. Got Brian, Patrick, and Amber all here with me. We got... Uh, An hour, 45 minutes or so of a Cowboys talk for you guys today. We're talking Dallas defense versus the Rams offense. Uh, Brian's going to break that down for us in the second segment. We'll have a lot to talk about uh, talking about the Cowboys defense and how they will match up against this Rams offense. Let's start first with a a topic, though, that came up yesterday for Mike McCarthy uh, during his press conference. He was asked about uh, his key to post buy success. If you don't, if you hadn't heard the statistic, uh, Mike McCarthy coming hey, that off was a my buy. question. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming off the buy, and go figure you're on this show. Hey. Um, well played. He has a uh, he has a, a record coming off buy of eleven and five, so pretty successful doing it. The key for him, and this was the quote, um, I think the first thing is rest and recovery. Uh, their ability to step away mentally and emotionally is probably the most important, and physically, it's good for all of them. My question for you guys, because I think there are two schools of thought here. There's the rest. There's also the rust factor. Where do you guys fall? Rest or
0: rust? I think rest. I I, I think it's. A situation where, and McCarthy makes a good point, this is a long season. And, I mean, if you look at the injury report going into week six, I mean, it was a laundry list of guys dealing with things. Um, and that the rest goes to the recovery portion of it. And now we're talking about an injury report that technically didn't exist yesterday. Only reason why your Thomas was on there was, you know, NFL protocol. He missed the previous game, so he had to be listed but for participants. So Cowboys active roster is, is fantastically healthy. Knock on wood that that continues as we talk on Thursday, which is the dark. Day for the Cowboys, yeah, um, but also to the mental aspect of it, and I love that um, coming from McCarthy because it it shows that this coaching staff and this culture, uh, just that the Cowboys organization have have fostered it. Mental health matters, and sometimes you really just need that that break from the grind of pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to improve yourself. Uh, And it it helps in the long run to be able to have that pit stop. And that's basically what it is. It's a mental and a physical pit stop. You go in, you know, and Brian love this because he's a racing guy as well. You go in and you refuel and you change your tires and then you get back out there and you get running at full speed. Um, So it worked out favorably for the Cowboys. And he clearly has uh, the right tone for it because he's 11 and five coming out of the bye. could have been 12 and four. If not, for the the over the loss in, in Green Bay, but I mean Mike McCarthy, he he, if his record did not indicate that he knew what he was doing, then I'd have bigger questions. But yeah, I like what he's doing doing with that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, he knows exactly how to handle it. Clearly, based on that stat, but at the same time, to me, it, we came off a bye too. We were at home or doing whatever. And me, it's taking me multiple days to get back in the groove. Like, I would not be ready to play a football game this weekend. I'll be honest. But then again, I don't get paid that money. I am not an athlete or a pro football player. So very different uh, and bad, maybe bad comparison. But we go through the same type of rhythm. And we know when we get away for a little bit, yes, we come back mentally better and refreshed. But it does take you a little bit to get back into it also um i guess i wasn't fully fully aware of the whole um bargain player what is it called like again? the bargaining the agreement, agreement, the bargaining the agreement. agreement of yeah, they like, have that have certain number of you have off. to be yeah. completely away call, yeah. like you cannot right. be having meetings and and Sitting down, watching film together and breaking down things and looking what you can improve on. So uh, I don't know how I didn't fully know that. I thought in my mind that you could still at least meet and talk and conversate. So that kind of takes away that aspect of the game of me thinking, okay, well, at least they can work on this and that. Well, that's a way because you actually need to fully rest and give your player time. But at least on the injury report, everybody seems to be healthy, so that's wonderful news for the Cowboys and for the O line that hopefully they mm-hmm. start clicking mm-hmm. this weekend. But but yeah, he he's, he shows to know what he's doing. So we'll see, and hopefully it translates once again and adds to to his record.
4: If they're six and zero, we keep playing. You know, I believe in momentum. I believe in every week you talk about routine. You talk about, you know, the fact that they've lost a couple of games. They're, for being 4-2, and two, they are a reasonably healthy team. There's a lot of teams around the league that are kind of struggling with that right now. Uh, and I think that leads to Mike has a, a, a really good understanding of how to do it during the week. I know we've had some injuries, unfortunately, that have happened on some some days that, uh, where you've lost some guys. But overall, he, I think he knows how to manage his team. To keep them healthy throughout the season, but I've always believed if you're winning, just keep playing. Just you're in that routine, you're in that the grind of it. You're just, but with the team being four and two, and then now once you talk about Ambar with a collective bargaining agreement, they're not going to let you practice. You know, they're not going to let you. think it's
2: four days. Yeah, they it, it's off, like, it, they're not they're seven. not
4: going to let you get any better. You know, there was a time in the NFL where. Uh, a coach like a Bill Parcells would keep them all the way to a Thursday. Mm-hmm. You know they would have they'd come in, they would work on stuff, they would work on self scouting stuff. They might practice, they might have a walkthrough, they might and then on a Thursday or Friday he would let them go, and then they would have to come back the following Saturday or Sunday, excuse me. But I just kind of feel like though with the collective bargaining, it's good to get away from it now. But man, if you were if you were six and zero right now, you want to keep playing because you just you you've built that that momentum and that routine.
0: I think what would, would also help a fight against rust because even though with the CBA you have to sit out X number of days but when you look at the individual players and what they choose to do like also yeah. Diggy for example he had defensive line coach Aiden Durde make him a tape of his first six games so that yeah. he could dive in and dissect and do film watching and then you have players meeting with other players and doing like some backyard work or maybe they're sitting down dissecting film together so these guys are still working as individuals they just can't come together in the facility and work over those days yeah it's i it is interesting to
2: me because amber i i kind of agree with you from the standpoint of i think even though i think the mental break is a good thing i do believe this week is probably a little harder yeah uh because it with anything um and i'm i'm like you guys know i'm an amateur runner i love to Mm -hmm. run i train for races and for me i've noticed that if i'm in a groove no matter how i'm feeling even if my body is beat up Staying in that groove yeah. keeps me going. The moment I break my routine, is the moment. It's yeah, the moment it gets harder, you're
3: infinitely done. harder. You're done. The moment you bite a piece of cake or a spoon of yeah, ice you're cream,
4: done. You're, you're done. done. This you're man will done. eat some chocolate so, chips. Oh my god! Don't let that. But it's
2: it's that like I I I really believe mentally when you get out of the routine, it takes a little bit more to get yourself back yeah. into it, and that's the part where you know I wonder again. You have to be very disciplined to mm-hmm. be able to do that. And I do wonder, you know, how well they adapt to that. Uh, it looks like in, in past years we've seen them do pretty well with it, so we'll see how it goes. But I do think There's that's actually something to consider.
3: A study um, that I forgot the, the exact amount of time, but let's say you're focused working right now, and then you walk up to me and distract me, and I become distracted. It can take you like 27 minutes for you to actually get back like into actually focusing. And getting back into that groove again. This is a very small scale compared yeah, to what your body's doing, but just something as small of a little period moment right there, it does take your body and your mental focus an X amount of time for you to get back into physically and mentally in a groove again.
4: Yeah, there's, uh, you know, it, if you follow just professional sports in general, you look at what's happening in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. The teams like the Braves, the Dodgers, the Orioles, all teams that won well over 100 games, they have time off. It's teams that were fighting to get into the playoffs, and all of a sudden, these teams get knocked off. You know, and you know, and, and clearly, those teams I talked about have better. You know, uh, look at the teams that have like the Giants and the way they have won Super Bowls in the playoffs, and they just had to play four games on the road. Mm-hmm. They just kept playing. You know, and I, I think there's something too that I think players they they want the routine. They want to know every day what they're going to do and they want it mapped out for them and sometimes taking a step back, we've seen like with 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 Romo and Witten and the Cabo thing and how that kind of became a huge, <laughs> oh, boy. Well that became a huge story it was, yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah, a huge story for a team that was 13 and three and had the number one seed in uh, in football that year in the in the NFC. So there's something to it there's something to getting away from it but there is that struggle of can you regain what you had before you took that break?
0: It's like, and wow, I'm going to sound like McCarthy on this one. It's just like anything. It's just like anything. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's balance. It's about balance because I, I, hate when people say you know there's no such thing as momentum momentum is a very real thing it is a very Very real freaking thing um but it while that's true it's also true you have to have the self-discipline and understand that for example you as a runner you're you're in your momentum you're in mile three and you're going and you're going and you're going and you don't want to break stride because Mm -hmm. it becomes harder to regain stride once Mm -hmm. you break it that's true but you also know that eventually either you're going to choose to break the stride at this particular strategic point in your run so that the, the back half of the run can be strong or your body's gonna force you to <laughs> actually
2: I, I, actually that's the opposite for I, me. Yeah. From the moment yeah. I started training to run long distances, what yeah. I always told myself yeah. is if I start a run, I don't stop until the run is done. Yeah which, which, I don't care. I don't stop until the run is so done. Here's- and so and so from that standpoint, okay. if I if I wake up that morning and that's a morning where I gotta do thirteen miles, guess what? From the beginning Until 13.11 miles are done, I am running. I don't stop because of what you just said. Because Mm, it is so much harder if you get to mile eight and you stop and walk for a little bit, it's much harder to get your body back
4: going to finish those last five miles. So,
0: fair. So, let's qualify the stop. Define stop, right? Because if you look at it from the aspect of, let's say… A marathon, mm-hmm. a marathon runner, right? The marathons, run, marathon runners don't typically stop as much as they keep going and then they might slow so they you can get the drink, drink and keep going while, right, you're, while you're going. So, so plan. it's not yeah. necessarily a stop as much as it is a slowdown, right? Yeah. So in that capacity, I understand what you're saying. So if you. Qualify that or equate that to a guy like Osa, for example. He knows he can't come in the building these Mm -hmm. four days, but instead of stopping and being at home and saying, yeah, well, I'm just going to completely detach, he says, give me film. Let me do this. Maybe he calls Tank and says, hey, Mm -hmm. let's meet up and talk about some things. So physically, they were forced to stop, but mentally, you're still going. I can rest my body. My mind keeps going. So so maybe it's not a hard stop. Maybe it's a yield.
4: The one thing I learned, and, and I've been very... Fortune. I've run five marathons in my life. Completed five marathons. How do you guys
0: do? I'm a sprinter. I can't do all that. That. But the one. So the one thing I learned
4: about marathon running is you manage problems the whole time. Yeah. That's it. There's problems at mile eight. There's problems at mile twelve. There's problems at mile sixteen. There's big problems at mile eighteen. And now you're getting to twenty one, and there's even huge problems because you look. Everything. There's a problem. There's blood all in your <laughs> shoe. Right. You know, yeah. and the and your side feels like it's yeah, ripped yeah. off because your wet clothes are, are rubbing on you. You know, you manage problems the whole way. Yeah. And that's and that's that's really what a season is out here. Basically, yeah. You manage it's problems exactly right, the yeah, whole way. Though. You know, and so yeah.
2: It, honestly, it's the reason why I like to do long distance running is because it's, it is it when is, it is a microcosm of yeah, football from the yeah. standpoint of it is a challenge to physically and mentally push yourself beyond. You have to trick yourself you to before. run.
0: Yeah.
4: You do. You have to trick yourself.
0: I give you guys a lot of credit because I mm. I was a sprinter coming up mm. through high school and into college, mm. and my whole mindset is you it's a hundred you hundred miles an hour mm. right, and then you got to mm. stop. Because you you just burned all of that and then you got to stop and then you recover and then you go and do it again and you yeah. go and do it again and that's how you do the track meet. So yeah, just two different trains of Once thought. Once
3: but- I heard that there is such thing as certain parts of your chest area bleeding.
0: Yeah. yeah That's that a ain't thing fun, trust me. that
3: I've never experienced that because I don't run fun. like that. No, thank you. I would die on the fro. But once I heard that, I said, the greatest, no, thank the you. Greatest I is no
4: fun. <laughs> The greatest invention ever for a
2: runner is called glide. Exactly. <laughs> I got multiple tubes of that in my house. Yeah. It's more that important a... than deodorant that day. <laughs> Very much so. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to dive into this Cowboys defense versus the Rams offense. We'll be back, DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: find Find a location near you.
0: Back
1: to the break.
4: Yeah, it's spooky season at the Star. Join us Saturday, October 28th for a Halloween spooktacular. Spooktacular. (laughs) Brought to you by Mars Candy. Mars Candy's damn good, by the way. Trick or treat uh, from 30-plus restaurants and shop in the Star District. Plus enjoy performances from magician spooky tunes from a live DJ crafts from kit uh, cat uh, crafts for kiddos and more out there at Tostitos <laughs> championship Plaza. a lot going on here this uh, event is free and open to the public visit thestardistrict.com for more information
2: it is scary season and my true. public service
4: announcement keep your head on
2: a swivel that's all I'm gonna <laughs> say keep your head on tell a you what swivel. man if you follow mm-hmm. social
4: media Halloween is a good thing it is you get some good stuff Keep your head on the swivel. You don't want to be that guy
2: (laughs) on social media. Some Mm. outfits, yeah. All Mm. right. Oh, wow. I I didn't know what you were talking about, but now I know what you're talking about. Mm. All right. Welcome back into the second segment of of the SWBC Mortgage Studios. (laughs) Not my fault. (laughs) This segment is brought to you by, we're going to just keep powering through. (laughs) This segment is brought to (laughs) you you by by blockchain.com. See, that's right, the my we week stuff you got to recover from. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> right. but I, I get into them. I'm, I don't really have all these images in my head
2: right now. Okay. How right, did you guys enjoy your little mashups? Did you guys enjoy being fun. on the that other show. That yeah, was yeah. fun. That was
4: that good. Was you didn't fun. like it
0: more than this, though, did you? It, it was fun.
4: I don't know. I could be traded at any point. <laughs>
0: Come
2: on, man. Come
0: <laughs> I, on, I, I man. have been traded. <laughs> so it, it was fun, though. Hang with yeah,
2: the boys. It was. was, it, cool. was, it, was fun. Yeah, it was good. All right, here we go. Let's talk about the Dallas defense versus the Rams offense. Brian. We did that yesterday. Let's talk about the Rams defense. Did I say it wrong? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Yes. Yeah. Their defense versus Cowboy. Yeah. Amber right, did a great right. job yeah. of yes, breaking yes. Rust. the
4: too. Yeah. yeah. Rush. Yeah. We we <laughs> did
3: it. We did it in blocks. So we can. Yeah. Just okay. One thing so, and then so, we did
4: so why don't you debate. take it over and tell me how we're doing it? Amber, go for it. Let's go. <laughs> go for it. Okay. It. I'll start. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's yeah, start and for with your group. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna play a 3-4 three, uh, three, front here, and that their base defense is is really that, but that's something that they're. They they play quite a bit of nickel too. That's really big for them because uh, but the the way the Cowboys play their eleven personnel stuff, the 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 Rams are going to match you that way. So get ready for a lot of nickel in this game. I will say this about this team about the, the Rams. There's they they've got we all talk about and focus on Aaron Donald. This team has a, a good group of secondary. They they've got some guys in the secondary that can cover, uh, and then uh, Akilah uh, Witherspoon. And is, you know, he is really, really, really good at, at his job. And then uh, Darren Kendrick, uh, the other one, the other corner that plays. Uh, and I'll start with them just because I think like the Dallas will want to try and throw the ball in this game. I think they will. But the matchup might not be as favorable on, against the two corners as it is attacking their nickel. Uh, Kobe Durant is their nickel. But when you look at Witherspoon – and the way that the way and him and Kendrick and the way they play, they teams are completing like fifty percent of their passes against. I mean, it's it's really a coin flip whether you're going to get a completion against these guys. We, the Cowboys have played against some corners that have given them space, have given them opportunity. These guys are two of the top in the league when it comes to not allowing you to catch the football on them. But their nickels a little bit different in that way. So. If the Cowboys match up, maybe this is one of those things where if you want to put Lamb in the slot, try and run him off Durant a little bit because his his ability to give up plays you could see. The others, the corners, it, it's not this team's only given up four touchdown passes, and they you know and they've got a couple of interceptions to their credit. Quarterback rating is not very good against either one of these guys, so you you has got to be ready for. And, and the, I think the problem until like a guy like Witherspoon is that he is extremely long. He's a long, tall guy. He's a veteran guy. He's going to line up on the left side. So that'll be, your, that'll be your offensive right side. But he primarily plays the left quarterback. Kendrick is on the other side. Now, they'll flop, but they'll flop in a way not because they're carrying or traveling. They just, for some reason, they just try and give you a little bit of a, a different look. But for the majority of time, it's going to be left and right. In this game and I, I just kind of feel like though you have to th- this will be a tough matchup on the outside for these uh for these Cowboys wide receivers I, you know with Dak you got to be careful about you know where you're going to throw the ball if you're going to be late uh, don't do that because these guys will find a way to drive on the football and make it and make it happen so uh, I'm, I'm I'm giving a a strong keep an eye on to the cornerbacks for the Rams in this game now Got to keep an eye on Aaron Donald. We all know Aaron Aaron Donald. I, I don't know what I could say about Aaron Donald that already hasn't been say, uh, said. But,
3: hold on. Before you move into him, with the defensive backs, yeah. do you happen to know how well they cover in the red zone?
4: Yeah, that's, that's the, they have, they've only given up four touchdown passes overall. So yeah, I mean, you know, teams are struggling to throw the ball whether they're in field or in the red zone, right? No matter they, where they're no at. No matter where they're at. These these corners I I the, I the Cowboys have played some good corners. I think these two might be the best ones that they've played against, right? And I know with we went through San Francisco and what they were able to do, if we felt like that San Francisco would give up some play. San Francisco's corners played great against you. But these guys I think offer a different challenge. And and so you know, I, I just like I say, be mindful if you're now, throwing the ball on the outside there.
2: With regard to that, are they are they the kind of corners that are going to come up and press you? Are they the play kind a, of corners that play Play a that ton, play of, zone. Yeah. Play yeah. A ton of zone. Play a ton of zone. This is a
4: zone 77%
0: team. 77% of the time. Yeah, this yeah. is a
4: zone team. And what they do is they, they try and funnel things to the inside. But if they feel like they can, you know, when you come up on them, they're good at turning and then going with you or driving or going downhill where you try and take them on the out, undercut underneath. They're, the movement of both these guys are, are is is really good. You know, it's not like okay, you're having to like labor as they're coming out of the break. They're going to be a little late. They're going to drive on the football and try and defend it, or they can stay with you when they once you get into their area and they carry you in the zone. They're able to stay with you. So that's again, keep your eye on on you know how the Cowboys match up. I think going against the slot. Mm-hmm. Might be the best avenue if you're going to throw the football, and that you know, that moves CD inside, and we all kind of like where, where that goes with CD. Um, we all know, like I say, we all know about Aaron Donald and his ability. What? Okay, Donald plays what we call that under tackle, the three technique, the outside shoulder, but he plays it really wide. He's he's almost like he's playing, uh, you know, a gap. Over. We talk about a three technique as being on the outside shoulder. He's almost a four where it's a little bit further out. So all of a sudden you're thinking like, well, he's tight right there. You can maybe double team it. No, they keep him a little wider so he doesn't get double teamed. But teams try. He gets you, you watch games where he gets double-teamed, triple teamed. And then everybody else around him is, is you know, having to try and, and, and make plays. But they've, they've got the ability with, with some of their guys uh, to, to make that happen. They, he, he's only got two and a half sacks, but what they, they they're still doing with him is they like to move him around as far as the left, the right. They like to play him in the twist games. They and, put him at end too. Sometimes, yeah, they right? play yeah. him. Yeah, with the that, <clears throat> they absolutely do. So they've they've got. They've got plans to how to to use him in a way that you don't just get a complete bead on how he's going to play. Uh, you know, I mean, you got to you got to you know, they're going to say, well, hey, we, you know, you're going to slide your line this way and, and this that. He, they try and move him around so that it, it kind of messes with uh, with your protection in that way. Byron Young is a rookie that they have, and he wears number zero so he's easy to find on the field. Uh, but he's a rookie from Tennessee, and when he was at he's, – he's listed like as an outside linebacker, but he's really an edge rusher in, in the way he plays. At Tennessee, he was a stand-up guy. He put his hand down. So he's really, really kind of comfortable for this position that they play him in, that edge rusher. He is one of those guys that's got – Excellent lateral agility. He can flatten the corner quickly. He leads the team in sacks. He's got a burst in space. Uh, he get quarterback hits are big. He's always in that pocket area. So now you're dealing with Aaron Donald on the inside, and then you got Byron Young on the outside. So he's the guy that kind of uh, when they when when there's disruption inside. Well, here comes that guy off the edge. They also have another linebacker named Michael uh, Hoyt that plays. And he's kind of – he's the opposite of Young in the scheme. And he's a guy that is kind of a, a relentless pass rush guy that uh, he will bring pressure. He's not as athletic as Young, but it's one of those – and you hate to say it, he's like this, the guy that's the relentless try-hard but has some game to him. Uh, it's just not just run up the field and he, you know he makes plays. He's got some movement to him. So they've got legitimate rushers. Uh, in uh, on their on their uh, on their defensive line, and they've got when you look at their linebackers, it's really not a a dynamic group. But Ernest Jones, the linebacker, is there. He's the best one of the two. Uh, oh, yeah. Christian uh, Rosenboom is the other one, and he's a. I think with Jones, he is a downhill player. He's kind of a sideline to sideline guy. He's physical with his hands you could target him though and there's some people that have thrown the ball when his guy when he's had to be in coverage it's kind of a 50-50 thing with him but he's but he's 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 given up some plays when you're targeting Rosenboom is the guy on the other side that they that they put in coverage more and they allow Ernest Jones to kind of play in the box a little bit Rosenboom is the guy that covers he's got an interception and a couple of pass breakups so it's a defense that has good couple of good corners Attack the nickel, a good inside linebacker in Jones, and then you have to deal with with the pass rush that they're gonna they're gonna give you from three different guys, with Aaron Donald being the best of the three, and Young as the uh, rookie guy is uh, shown some promise for them.
0: As it goes, protect up front, it starts there. Um, but what's promising for the Cowboys is as uh, as solid or better than solid as the cornerbacks are for the Los Angeles Rams. We kind of touched on it a a few minutes ago, the fact that they lean so heavily on zone coverage versus press man. They're not trying to get up and disrupt the timing and get physical with your wide receivers. They're going to They're putting it on you to find the holes in in that defense. And uh, the Jets went for contrast. The Jets ran zone or run zone 71, 72 percent of the time in 2023. CeeDee Lamb racked up over 140 yards against that that defense. The Rams run it 77 percent of the time. The opportunities will be there for Dak Prescott to hit these receivers, particularly guys like maybe get Brandon Cooks going, get him sitting down in some of those holes, get him in space so he can get some yak as well. It's going to be a good opportunity to get Jake Ferguson involved. Get him sitting down in some of those uh, zone holes. Um, So the opportunities will be there. Cowboys just need to make sure that they exploit them when they happen. And that'll start to soften those guys up that much more. And to Brian's point, Ernest Jones, you're going to hear that name a lot. He's just he's a tackling machine. He really is a tackling machine. This guy has 67 tackles uh, through seven games, averaging almost 10 tackles uh, a game. That's somebody that gets the job done. He doesn't miss tackles. When he gets his hands on you, more often than not, you're going to the ground. So uh, that's something to keep in mind on as well. The playmakers are going to have to make plays for the Cowboys. Be slippery when you get the ball in your hands. All right, we're going to... Uh, yeah. uh,
3: well, I wanted to ask, I I don't know if you said this, Brian, and I just missed it, but <clears throat> how well do they defend the run? Is this a game where maybe the running game for the Cowboys can be a little bit more productive? Yeah, what you're
4: going to get with, with these guys is they, they play with a slant front, and when I say slant front, it's where they'll take their guys, and they really, it's kind of predicated off trying to keep... Uh, you know keep their defensive linemen moving. They're gonna attack gaps is what they're gonna do. So you'll see him slant and then bring somebody, maybe the safety or a linebacker down on the other side. So they're trying they're trying to cover all their gaps. And with Jones the linebacker, he's gonna scrape that and then find a way to get in on the play. I feel like that though the thing that the real problem for the Cowboys in this game could be the movement of that front. You know, because we've seen where when teams twist on Dallas, they tend to lose guys in passing. Mm-hmm. But if you move in and, and and say they're trying to, you know, there 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 are a lot of combo blocks that they're trying to do. So all of a sudden, either they're going to run themselves into into the into making a play, or they're going to run themselves out of making a play. So the cow, just if they, if you see a couple of runs that hit, it's probably because the Rams ran themselves out of. You know and the Cowboys got an okay on the down and distance tendency. Do they slant the front to the strong side where the you know the strength of the Cowboy offense is, or are they going to try and say do the Cowboys say well we'll run the ball back the opposite way of our strength and take advantage of maybe them running themselves out of play? But I feel like with their 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 down lineman that the linebackers can make plays as far as the Jones I mentioned him, but you got guys like I say up front. That play off blocks well on the move, and then can play those gaps. It's a matter of them just kind of seeing if they can widen these guys. And, and but teams have had uh, not a whole heck of a lot of success when it comes to run. I mean, there was a time when the Rams were really, really bad playing run defense. I don't think this is one of those times.
0: They're definitely solid, but it's kind of a, a wash when you look at it. Um from how the Cowboys are trending in the run game versus how the Rams are trending yeah. the run defense. Because right now the Rams are trending, I think they're allowing like just over four yards uh, per carry. Right. But the Cowboys are getting just under four yards per carry. Right. So, I mean, it, it's not a situation where I expect that suddenly the, the Rams are going to shut down what the Cowboys have been doing. I think that's kind of a wash. And then the, the only thing that comes to question <laughs> is...
3: It Yeah, how
0: does it balance out? And yeah. then you look at the return of Jeff Blasco as the run yeah. game coordinator, like maybe that's the edge that turns that four yards per game to four and a half or 4.7, something like that. But, I mean, the Rams are pretty solid. They've only allowed nine rushing touchdowns through their first seven games. That is, that's a strong number. But So they bend, don't break, because yeah. they're also averaging, as far as allowing uh, yards on the ground, 117 per game. So there are opportunities there. Cowboys are going to have to turn those opportunities maybe into one or two home run balls. Yeah, We're going to take our final break. When we come back, we've heard all the things that they do really well.
2: My question will be, what is their vulnerability? Where is the area that Dallas has to attack and has to attack effectively in order to get this win? We'll do that when we come back, DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: Faster than you think. Take five. The official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get fifteen percent off their seventy-five dollar order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com/slash Cowboys with the code Cowboy. The
4: The Salvation Army's 27th annual Red Kettle kickoff returns to AT&T Stadium this Thanksgiving. Get excited to watch the one and only Dolly Parton rock the stage during a halftime. When your Dallas Cowboys go head-to-head with the Washington Commanders, tune in at 3.30 p.m. on CBS. Welcome back. <laughs> nice.
2: Final segment of the break. You got a career in that. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice. Radio guy. Nice radio curl guy. at the end. Yeah, you got a yeah.
4: murder, she wrote. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we uh, Welcome back final segment. We are going to finish this thing off strong. We're talking the Cowboys offense versus the Rams defense. We've talked about a lot of things that the Rams do well offensively, but this is a team that still is a 500-ish team. Yeah. That being said, where are they vulnerable? Where Offensive is this defense line. vulnerable?
4: Oh, where's the defense? Or the I'm sorry. I'm
2: sorry where's the, the, uh, no, where's the, the Rams' defense vulnerable? Okay.
4: I'll get this straight one of these days, Derek. I promise you I will. Uh, you know, to me, I, I talked about the nickel in the corner, the nickel corner there with throwing the football, and, and, and Patrick's right about the zone coverage. We'll see if Dak can – Dak usually is pretty good against teams that will play zone coverage you now, teams that – the the thing that the, the thing I could say I worry about the the twisting of the front and pass rush stuff and trying to get Aaron Donald free. You pick that up, and then all of a sudden, now are there opportunities down the field. Are there opportunities in the zone coverage? I I just feel like that that nickel spot that that's the one area that that to me it's like okay if we could go for something sure you know the, the, on the you know we'll. You kind of kind of navigate that a little bit. You put your best player on a player that's not their best player. That's just the matchups that that, that I look at right there. I think running the football, like Ambar asked earlier, though, can you can you determine? Uh, okay, they're going. You feel like they're going to slant. Can we run the play this way, or, or are you going to be able to pop some runs if they just slant them, slant themselves out of a play, or out of a? front? Now you, there's going to probably be a, a run or two where. They're going to guess right with you and then they're going to make a play. They, they, that's you know they're as Steven Jones like to say, they're getting paid too to do this stuff. But I feel like that if you catch them on the slant, that could be a problem for them. If you catch them in the nickel, which we're going to, which they're going to see a lot in this game, that'll be a problem for them as well as two areas I would kind of look at.
0: For me, it's, they don't they do not do well at turning the ball over. They don't do well at taking the ball away. Um, they only have three interceptions, uh, two of which to a DB. One is Christian uh, Rosenboom, linebacker. The yeah. other cornerbacks, other defensive backs haven't gotten a takeaway. Uh, they have only four forced fumbles on defense, and they've only recovered two of those. So maybe this is a game where the Cowboys get a little bit more frisky as far as the risk mitigation is concerned on offense because bottom line is the, the Rams, for as solid as a defense as they are, they just don't do well at taking the ball away and giving Matthew Stafford in that offense additional opportunities. So that's something to, to consider if you're the Cowboys. The, uh, I was looking at the uh, – we were, we were
2: talking earlier about the slot and, and yeah. what you can do against their nickel corner. How much do, does Dallas use Brandon Cooks in the slot, and should they be doing that even more? Uh, it is something that he has in his repertoire, I right. think. Yeah. Uh, do you think that could help this offense and help them get him more involved in the offense?
4: Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's any – I think that you could play – you play cooks at any spot you really want. I, I, to me that you know when he with his quickness I, I think he's the best route runner. In my opinion, I think he's the best route runner you have he is. on this team. I agree. So if you put him in the slot, and we always say this about slot players, they have the whole field to, mm-hmm. to at their disposal to run routes. And so if you put somebody like that who is a great route runner, you put him in there and let him use the whole field you're probably going to be able to take advantage of that. the, the you know, I'll say this about Durant, he does have quickness. He is you know, he's a, is a quick-footed guy. So, but the problem is though he he's a slightly built guy. So he when you put somebody on him that's got a little size to him That's a problem to him. So that's why I kind of felt like with Lamb, and not that Lamb is, you know, makes you feel like he's one of those Eagles receivers or something like that, but he's one of those guys that Lamb has at least got some, you know, length to him and then his ability to 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 kind of to you know make that make those quick catches. We've seen Lamb plenty of times running those crossing routes and stuff, catching the ball on the move and, and work in the middle of the field. So I just kind of feel like if you use either one of those, Cooks or Lamont, you're going to have an opportunity to make some plays.
0: 100%. And anything, to your point, Derek, or to your question, anything that helps get additional touches to Brandon Cooks can only help the Cowboys offense finally get a rhythm. That that can only be a positive thing. So whether you're doing it at X, Y, or Z, wherever you put them at, just make sure you you make it effective. But yeah, I would like to see more of that work on the inside at slot. Um, And that's not to take away from what I would like to see as far as them continuing to use Kevontae Turpin that role as well but if we're talking I mean there are levels to this right you you need to get Brandon Cooks absolutely going not only for this week but for the long run yeah. in the remainder of the season Turpin's going to get his touches and he's shown that he can be efficient and producing when he does um, but let last week uh, or a couple weeks ago against the Chargers be kind of the flair that goes up and says hey Brandon Cooks has arrived in this offense and, and build on that as far as consistency is concerned so that you know opposing teams really have to try to cue in on him as well because as it stands. They just know that they can queue in on CD line because Cooks hasn't been involved as much as we would all have liked to seen it. Let that be, you know, the start of that change. Having been in Los Angeles, let's continue that. Let's ramp that up against the Rams. I think. I mean,
3: I, sorry, I'm yeah. completely distracted. I went because I went to look um, just kind of all the games they've played so far and the final score and the stats in each of those. And you know, when you look up certain stats, um, how they have it is. In group by division. Mm-hmm. So of course, NFC West, the Cardinals are in there too. And I just happen to see their the record right now, one <laughs> and six. I'm like, that is so freaking Football. annoying. That the, lot, that the one law that the one law the one win for them yeah. had to come Football. against the Cowboys. Yeah. Freaking annoying. Yeah. But um yeah, that, that distracted me and pissed me <laughs>
2: off. Just, that's the thing about early NFL season, man. Right. It's, it's like you can catch teams with some stuff and, and get them. Like They had a game plan for the Cowboys yeah. that was very, very effective. And mm-hmm. I, would, I would venture to say, I don't know this for a fact, but I would venture to say if the Cowboys played them in Week 12, that same outcome probably doesn't happen because Dallas has seen more. Mm-hmm. Dallas yeah. has seen more of what they do. They wouldn't have hit it. All that, all that, you know. what I'm saying there, there are ways that that all this stuff kind of washes itself out, and I think that's why in the NFL you see a lot of upsets. That's why it's not just the Cowboys; a lot of teams yeah. around here, There's, around the NFL, that have been upset here earlier in the season because it's just it's harder because you don't know exactly what teams are going to do to them. There are teams that play poor in certain
4: cities. Yeah, there are teams sure. that, that don't match it. Well, they might match Spotties up in the desert. Yeah, but they're, I mean, that, that, the history of the Cowboys playing in Arizona is not a great one. Talk about spooky season. Yeah, yeah. trust me, bodies in the desert. It's been. It's
3: been what about
4: a, playing at AT&T? That used to not it used to not be a home field advantage for mm, Dallas. That's now right. they, won, they flipped it. It's like I they won ten straight games at home. It. There was a time early where playing at AT&T Stadium was not a home field advantage for Dallas hmm. when it when it first opened. I mean, yeah. Derek, you remember? Yeah, that? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't
2: nearly as loud as you would want your stadium to be yeah. when they first opened it. I think now fans have done a really good job here yeah. over the last few years of, of really creating that kind of environment. Um, credit to Corey Miller and his team as well. They do a lot of things to incite mm-hmm. the crowd and get yeah. them going. But, but yeah, I I remember that Brian. There was a, there was a lot of talk about that. Earlier you were
4: like on a five hundred team. You yeah. were like a five hundred team playing at AT and T, and now like I can say you. I think you won ten straight games.
0: And I actually mentioned that in shameless plug for the Science Lab this week's edition dropped this morning. Make sure you guys check that out on the dot com. Um, but the Cowboys are fifteen yes, and four at home. Nice fifteen at four at home since twenty twenty one, inclusive of that ten straight at AT and T Stadium. Um, but you factor that into the fact that they've had a rough stretch as far as road games uh, over the first Mm -hmm. six. Four of the first six were at home, oh, sorry, on the road, two of which were Cali trips back-to-back. They only have one three-game homestand. That's to come in November. So when you look at how the second trimester shapes out its trimesters now based on Mike McCarthy's divisions, Mm -hmm. um, the second trimester includes a lot of home cooking for the Cowboys, and they desperately need it. And you look at the record and how good they've been doing at home, that, that bodes well.
2: Let's real quick. I want to hit one more topic. I think this will be the third game now that this this uh, starting offensive line will be playing together. Yes. Um, I don't think any of us believe that they've hit their stride and are at a point when no. they've jailed. How much time do you think legitimately it should take uh, for this offensive line? Because I think we all agree, man. To if you go down the line, you go man for man. They're they're good players. How long do you think it takes in the jail as a unit to to get the production that we'd we'd like to
0: see out of them? I expect four games, um, four actual regular season games uh, against some good fronts, and they've had that 49ers, Chargers front. Aaron Donald is about to come to town. Mm -hmm. So, four consecutive games, and now that you're healthy, there's no excuse after this particular game. There's no excuse for you to go into Philadelphia and still be working on continuity as far as this front five is concerned. So for me, that's a safe mark. Four games, I think uh, anything shorter than that is kind of premature. You You know, inclusive of what were the injuries, who was in, who was out. Four games in a row, continuity against strong fronts they should be ready to go for Philadelphia. This is not overlooking the Rams I'm saying including the Rams going up against Aaron Donald this is going to be game this is game 3. So as you approach game 4 with Philadelphia you should be you should be right there ready to yeah, go.
3: Yeah, I think that's uh the same time frame that I've heard Nate Newton talk about oh, and Big shape. Nate! And I agree. Nate, Let's go, Big Nate. I think that's the same time frame. I will say this: um yesterday, as I was walking to the locker room, I did notice that the O line, the offensive linemen, were the last one at practice, just working out hand movement, hand Love placement, it. all of that. As I'm walking and watching, I'm like, "You go, get it. Good job. I'm proud of you. That's the way to do did it." You step
2: outside and tell them that. No, no. but no. It, I was sending the
3: good vibes okay, and my signals. It. I'm like, I like it. That's what y'all need to do. So they are working together and working on it. So that's that's the most you can hope for is for you to put the Facts. effort and work at it.
4: Yeah, this is this will be a, a good challenge for them this week with Aaron Donald and the, and the way that with Young and the other guys and Hoyt, the guys we mentioned that could potentially rush the passer. We'll see the twist games and stuff like that. It's going to be a whole different animal when they play against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And if they go out there and – Flop around and struggle running the ball, and don't pick up blitzes, and you know miss some assignments, and the combination blocks aren't good enough. I'm going to be really concerned going to Philadelphia because yeah. I feel like that will be the best front that you'll have played. Uh, Might I know be the San- best front in the NFL. I know that I know San Francisco will you know they'll tell you that their front is really good, and it is it's it's outstanding. And, and but Philadelphia, I think, offers a, a whole different package for you to have mm-hmm. to deal with. So I need to see. I'm, I don't know if. When you when you grade sixty five plays, you know you might see three bad plays. I don't need to see eight bad plays. Mm. I need to see two or three bad plays. That's all I need to see. If, if they haven't improved by then, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna I'm gonna really uh, sound the alarm when by the time we get to that Philadelphia game the following week because that 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 is going to be so important for them to be able to win that football game is to be able to con- control that front the best they can. That's a wrap. We
2: appreciate you guys Jonas. us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to wrap this whole thing up and get you ready for our final views on Cowboys versus Rams. Till then for Patrick Walker, Brian us Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on dallascowboys.com radio.